great hair? All right. Awesome sponsors. All right. Texas Longhorn. All right. Widely becoming recognized as Pickleball's Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Put some junior mints in your popcorn. It's the Pickle with Mickle interview series. I'm on the court with Jack Monroe. Zero, zero, start. Nine o'clock. Now you're back home in California. Am I correct there? Yes, sir. Awesome. Monday morning, nine o'clock. What's the day been like so far for you, Jack Monroe? Well, I got, I actually got back home midnight last night. So I've literally awesome. just everything. Yeah, that's, that's literally been it. But yeah, the typical day now is just going to be drilling, workout, play some more, and do all the stuff that I wanted to do in school, but I didn't have enough time to do. So a little school break right now. Yes. Back home in the Simi Valley. Yeah, basically. It's Thousand Oaks. Simi's this the city over, so same thing. Thousand Oaks. People, if you're not familiar, they call that the greater Los Angeles area, which is like surprise to Phoenix for local people here. It's a little outside of L.A. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so do a little do a little drilling on Christmas break. Did you get to have a power breakfast before you join me on the show here today? No, I literally just slept until like 20 minutes ago because I, I went to bed super late last night. So I'll probably Was eat it a drive it. home. Yeah, yeah. We drove back from Phoenix because we actually were lucky enough to race some cars at an Indy Motorsport place over there, which was fun. Bondurant? Excuse me? Were you at Bondurant? Where, where were you at? No, it's in actually Phoenix. called Indy Motorsport. It's in uh, it's in Wilcox, Arizona. So okay, yeah, it was awesome. it was super fun. Yeah, talk about that. Who are you with? Who was the crew driving back from from Texas, University of Texas? You go to school down there. We're gonna get to that, but this is cool. Driving some indie cars up in Wilcox. That's gotta be a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It's actually it was one of the perks from wanting. I won a, a charity event in Phoenix. One of those. One of the. I think like a year ago or something, and then we won a free race at this. In the motorsport place, so we actually were able to go there. But the first time we went there, there was a uh, there was a fire. A Corvette spun out and then lit up some of the brush. So then we weren't allowed to go on the track, and that was right before we were we were going to go out. So they were actually kind enough to invite us back, even though it was for free. And um, they, they're super cool people. So I just I invited my dad because you know gotta gotta support him. And very yeah. cool. Yeah. That's a dad. That's a dad type of event. For sure. Yeah, it was super fun. We did a little something similar a couple of years ago. We had we were in Florida for Christmas and we weren't too far from Daytona. And my dad, my brother, and my younger son, who's twenty two now, we went down to the racetrack there at Daytona and got to do the Daytona experience where they throw you in a stock car and you know, a NASCAR and run you around the track. It that was all awesome. Got it. Yeah, yeah. That does sound sick. I wonder how many people would get motion sickness from that, you know? Because, I mean, like, at least when I was driving in the passenger, when my dad was mobbing around the track, I was I was struggling, man. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like a roller coaster. You don't know which direction it's going to go, so you're more likely to get motion sickness compared to when you're driving. You know, you, you, you know, you know when to brace, when, to, when, when you're turning and stuff like that. For sure. I think one of the best parts about the whole NASCAR experience is watching the experience of the people when they get out of the car after they've come around the track, they're either loving it or to your point, they weren't really ready for what was about to happen. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) 
I've got a video of myself and all you can see is just a, a baked on smile the whole time. I couldn't stop smiling. Yeah, no, that must have been fun for sure. And I mean, I'm I'm kind of a NASCAR fan now after watching the after watching uh, that one that one video where this guy, you know, hugged the wall and sped up and then went from 10th to 5th, beat his rival and basically NASCAR banned it after he did it cuz it was such a dangerous maneuver. NASCAR's a lot of fun. Formula One, of course, getting a lot of popularity right now. That's NASCAR was more my wheelhouse back. I went to college in North Carolina, so NASCAR is huge. And one of my fraternity brothers' fathers was actually big into NASCAR, and so we got a little little close to it. It's it's a great sport. It's a lot of fun, especially if you get a chance to go to the track and you've you've been a little indie car, but it's it's a it's an experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for That's sure. That's maybe something next time you play a tournament out in Phoenix if you time it right when they have a race at PIR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was lucky enough to go to Coda this year. Um, Very cool circuit in Austin, and that was that was absurd. I mean, you know, it's just it's uh, you can't even imagine how loud and how fast these things go. Just not only that, just the way the the whole event is too. I mean, you're no stranger to events, yet the F1 scene is just like a it's like a carnival. Mm-hmm. With people, yeah. and you, of course, you got the cars winding in and out around, and it was in Austin, you said, so they were going mm-hmm. all around through Austin? Um, it, it's it's a track on the outside of the city, but, I mean, it was it's it's so nice. But you're right, a carnival is a good comparison. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Austin once earlier this year, first time I got to go down there on a, on a work trip. Great little town. Had never mm-hmm. been there. We stayed right on the river where the bats come out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, and one of the – Top three hotspots for pro pickle, so can't complain there either. Top three, right after yeah. Arizona, and what's the, what would what would be other what would be in the top three other than Arizona and Austin? Uh, I'd probably say a place in Florida. Um, Think so? There, there's okay. actually a few a few in Florida. Um, there's some Florida spots in pickle. We'll give them a little props. So if we're going to focus in on Texas pickle, of course, I'll give a little Arizona pickle some props as we can. But your whole story is great. So let's go back to get to where you are now. And I've got to say also, Jack, love your social presence. All your posts are awesome. So whether you do that all on your own or if you got a little team, make sure you pump them up because keep that stuff going. I, I mean, I'm always on time with with what you're doing there because I think it's great. Thank you, man. You're way too kind. Yeah, it's all, it's all in-house right now for all the short-form stuff. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to expand into long-form now that I have more time and break and then do some stuff like that. And so Very it's cool. Been, yeah. That's what I'm looking to do. And I've also been lucky enough to have a few good mentors, you know, because it's such a tight knit pickleball circle. So a few of these creators are actually willing to give me a helping hand when it comes to advice or constructive criticism and stuff like that. Well, I'm glad you said that. And we're going to, I'm going to touch on that as well, because certainly you've got a crew, right? That you hang out with out there on tour, but the pickle community, the pickle verse, it is a tight knit circle. And it's great to hear how people are willing to lend a hand, right? Mm-hmm. Even from, helping somebody maybe work a little bit on the court with the game, or like you said, helping yourself develop your own brand from that social presence. It's pretty great the way that all can work, but let's go back to how it started for you. You were 10 years old, done a little research here. You were a baseball player. Mm-hmm. You're, I mean, you're a 10 year old kid. You're playing, were you playing other sports other than baseball? I played a little bit of basketball as well, but baseball was, you know, what I'd travel for on weekends and stuff. And then you got hurt. How, what, how did the injury occur? So I actually just threw my arm out pitching. So, oh. 
No, no, yeah. So just through my own. I was pitching. hoping for a snowboarding or skateboarding story or something, and then that just ruined the whole baseball thing. But go ahead, you're a pitcher. <laughs> yeah, and so you know, just had too much fun with my friends, threw too much, and rotator cuff said, no, 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 we're not going to do that. So I ended up tearing it, and then had to do PT for a few months, obviously, in a sling and all that stuff. And as your arm was in the in the sling, that led to the arm being in the sling. Was this the right arm? Yeah, it was, which was my dominant hand for everything. I've never even touched a left hand on, honestly, anything that I've ever done. <laughs> and until then, right, that, that allowed you to develop your other wing, which I'm absolutely fascinated about. So go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, so actually it's... I was in my sling, obviously, and my dad found pickleball. He was he was obviously a tennis advocate, and then as soon as he tried pickleball, instead of hating it, he actually fell in love with it. So <laughs> he he started playing at the club at the same time that I that I actually threw my arm out. So I came up a few times, and then he stayed he stuck around after to hit with me. And because I was in a sling, I hit left handed. And so after a few months, I was also hooked as as much as him. And then, you know, five months go by and then you take the sling off and then it's like, whoa, it feels so weird to hit a pickleball with my right hand. I'm going to do, I'm going to do everything lefty. So I, I did that. And obviously something still felt weird. So I was hitting serves righty or overheads righty just because naturally that like my left, my left hand or my left shoulder wasn't strong enough, mm -hmm. but I, I was able to develop both, uh, simultaneously, uh, basically, so it was, it, it was, it was, a, it was a, a weird beginning to get to the fact that I basically forced myself to be ambidextrous. Yet now it's left, right, left, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I'm, so one I can, or the other. And a lot of people, folks, in case you're wondering, it's, it's true. The pictures you see are real. That's not Photoshop or any trick photography. Homeboy is ambidextrous, ambidextrous, <laughs> as we like to call it. Yeah, yeah. So it's, my left hand is obviously a little, a little bit stronger. Um, I'd probably say like left hand is like a, is like a, you know, a, a, a six, two. And then my right hand is probably like a, a five, five, three, five, four. So yeah. It's not it, hand size. We're not talking about him being a quarterback in football. That's related <laughs> to pickleball folks. That's we're we're throwing out duper numbers here. Yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, there is a little bit of a disparity, but there's still some stuff that just, it's so weird. It feels n better to do righty, even though I've hit, I've hit thousands of more balls lefty. I still, it's, I still, it still feels weird in my head to do a lefty serve. So I'll still serve righty, even though my lefty ground stroke is better than my righty ground stroke. Yet your, your mind almost automatically still wants you to go right. Yes. Yes. And my, yeah, it feels weird. You know, the, the, there's points where it feels awkward when you kick a soccer ball with your left foot, you know, and that's how it feels for me. Let me tell you, if we ever, if we ever meet or when I meet you out there on the courts on tour or somewhere and I see if somebody's got a soccer ball, I'll kick it with my left foot and you'll go, yeah, that's normal. And then I'll kick it with my right and you'll go, dude, what's the matter with you? I can't, I can't <laughs> kick with my right foot. Oh, got it. But you are, you're, you're a righty. I'm a, I'm right-handed. I kick left-footed. Okay, got it. That's interesting. Yeah, my glory soccer moment was I scored from the left side on a corner kick, kicking left footed, went right past the goalie, bounced off the post and in. It was it was great. Oh my gosh, that's a gorgeous day. Yeah. It was a glory moment, absolutely. Now for yourself, you got into the pickle, you had the pickle bug, you started playing. It's fair to say, I think it's very fair to say that you ramped up pretty quick. 
And that means you started winning fairly quickly, Jack, at the highest level when you were still pretty young. And I mean, a gold in 2015, how old were you when you got that first gold? Oh my, I think I was 10. I think it's, if I'm correct, I got gold in either 4-0 or 4-5 in my first tournament. And I think it was Melba Bishop, if I'm correct, which was, you know, local SoCal tournament. Okay, yeah. And then, but you got a 5-0 gold not too long after that. For a little while, you had some claim to fame, one of the youngest ever to medal at a 5-0, especially gold, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, yeah, it was there. There were it was a different scene back then, man. I mean, talk about you know, it. There, there weren't such. There wasn't. There was. There wasn't such a thing as a pro player. They all had jobs, and then they do this on weekends. And there weren't many kids in the sport as well. I would, you know, as one in a million um, when you find another kid. Um, but yeah, there wasn't much prize money. You win, you maybe get you maybe get a free paddle from a sponsor, you know, maybe a couple hundred bucks. But uh, the game was also a bit different as well um, back then. But yeah, I'd say I I, I would certainly say the uh, the the play style was the biggest difference in terms of play. Talk about that a little bit. How have you seen it a little bit? And it has to be at. at a little bit awesome, yet a little bit kind of head scratching to think, you know, you're 19, 19, right? Do you have a birthday oh, yeah. yet? And you're a veteran pro on the pickleball tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And yeah. And, yeah. And some of these names are also veterans. So like Callan Dawson or Tyson or mm-hmm. Ben and Kyle Yates, all these guys are, they, they've been playing since those OG days right. where, you know, they still had a job or the, the game, the game was just completely different. And in that respect, I'd say the biggest difference was obviously the paddle technology, which then allowed for certain shots to, you know, be available. So for example, the roll, the roll wasn't, the roll wasn't really a thing. The two E backhand roll dink. Um, it was most of the shots that you hit were flat back then and you'd loop people weren't aggressive. So you'd like loop a, a lob into the kitchen is your third shot drop. <laughs> and it's like they a high still, lob. Yeah, and they wouldn't speed it up <laughs> because okay. you, you wouldn't have much grit or anything like that on the paddle. So so yeah, it was there there wasn't there weren't many there weren't many capabilities to speed up um basically below your hip. So in in that regards, dink rallies, I mean you can go back and watch some of the film, but people were people would get like a a, a stomach high volley at the kitchen and just dink it back. And that was the game back then because you needed a higher ball in order to speed up because you couldn't, you couldn't roll it enough or people just didn't understand. People that just didn't understand. Maybe of- yes, exactly. And now when I watch it and you watch it, when it really gets, when I think it really gets exciting and you're up there at the kitchen and you're just waiting, you're waiting for that little bit of just extra height and you can speed that up. And, and then it's on, it could turn into one of those little battles rallies, right at the, you know, hand fight right up there, or it pops up just enough and it's over. It's over Johnny. Cause you can take care of it. Yes, exactly. And, and Ernie's back then you would run through the kitchen, <laughs> and, you know, and the ref wouldn't find and the ref wouldn't catch it at all, but you'd take like three steps in the kitchen, establish one foot outside, Outside of the, yeah, and you're good. And the ref wouldn't catch it. It was, it was hilarious. It's like an NBA player driving to the lane. <laughs> yeah. You could take five steps. 
Yeah, which yeah, which that rule is still absurd for the NBA at least. I mean, you can see Giannis taking two steps from the or from taking the four steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absurd. <laughs> It is. Now, when I talk to a lot of folks, I mean, pickle certainly a focus. You're in school, and I certainly want to hit on what you mentioned with youth and pickleball and the rise of that. But do you still get a chance? To, are you into some other sports at Texas? I know you're into football, and trust me, we're going to hit on that. Do you still follow some pro basketball? Aren't you a Warriors guy? Uh, yeah, I was a Warriors guy back then just because, literally, simply put, just because of Curry. I think he's an all-around athlete. He's one of my favorite athletes, and if I were to become – as big as Curry, I definitely develop at least my life around how he has. I mean, he's a family man. He's he's a good sport. He's respectable, and he's and he's committed to the game. Obviously, I mean, like he used to not leave the gym without you know swishing five free throws in a row. And I mean, just having having everything from discipline to accountability to um, creating a legacy on and off the court. He, he was probably my favorite. So that's why I I, I like the Warriors back then for sure. So has that shifted? You got a different team or would we not get to watch as much hoops as now? Not as much hoops. Uh, I would probably say Clippers, but Clippers is pretty irrelevant these days. Oh, they're uh, building a huge new stadium. Oh, are they? Bombers building a, a big old thing for the Clips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got it. That's awesome. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully that. Uh, hopefully hey, but at least you owned up to it and said Clippers. You didn't go Lakers. I like it. I mean, that's yeah. uh, you, I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. was never a big Kobe fan, even though I respected it. If you took a little hiatus from some pickleball to get into school, and you were playing a little hoops. Back into pickleball, though, you're in Texas. You What year are we? We're sophomore. Sophomore right now. What? How did you choose University of Texas in Austin? Was that just kind of a dream school, or what was the process there? What were, what were some of the other colleges you looked at? Living living in SoCal, I obviously did, you know, some some UCLA, UC Berkeley or um, stuff like that. Some stuff on the other side, so uh, U of F or something like that. But, yeah, I didn't want to go too too far up the East Coast because I didn't want to be freezing. Didn't want to get cold? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then I, I really like Texas. I wanted to move to – I wanted to move somewhere new, obviously cliche, but spread my wings and develop my own circle somewhere. And so that was cool because Austin obviously had the best byproduct of pickleball, which I didn't really think of at the time, but um, I knew their business school was good and I wanted to go into business and obviously plans have changed <laughs> now. Um, but yeah, that, that, was, that was what brought me here. I like the city and obviously the school inside of it was number one in, in the state. So I was like, yeah, let's, let's commit to here. That's great. University of Texas, great school business background, certainly going to help you. And, and I think you started Longhorn Pickleball while, while you're there. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I, so there was actually, there was actually another, we, we saw flyers of another Longhorn Pickleball club as we were starting ours. And so we reached out to them and we were like, Hey, let's merge. And they were like, yeah, we're open to it. So we actually merged with them, but um, the kids love it. I mean, the socialness of the sport in general is, is obviously one of the best sports I'd say for that aspect. Um, and for the most part, the kids love it for the social aspect, but there are, there is a, we do have a group of like 15 kids, 20 kids who, who are probably like four Oh that play, you know, that try to try to play like four times a week and stuff with their group. But uh, the club's taken off. I mean, in our first, in our first couple months, we grew to like, 400, 400 members in um, a group meet, which is basically just a big group chat for this stuff. 400? 
Yeah, it, it's exponential. Wow. And you see, you've seen um, UVA do the same. You've seen a lot of these colleges. It's exponential and you truly need, you need somebody to guide you who, who has already started a club because they understand, they understand the difficulties with working with the college or um, basically all the hoops you have to jump through in order to do that, which was, which blindsided me. <laughs> a little, little bit of administrative work. Yes, for sure. So <laughs> just to put it lightly. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's been very annoying. So what we've actually been thinking of doing is basically associating our social club with the school and in order in order to uh use their trademark logos and then use their courts on campus and do all of that stuff and then spinning off a um a more competitive club which mm-hmm. uses obviously the Longhorn name but we are not associated with the school or we're associated with the school, but we are not truly endorsed by the school because then we're, then we're now we're allowed to take sponsors. Now we're allowed to travel. Now we're allowed to do a lot of this stuff without jumping through the hoops. So could that arm of, of that team, let's say that it, that it works out that way, compete in the duper collegiate sort of a thing. Yes. Yes. We excellent. Yes. Cause I just saw that just via social, because I think in, in kind of a direction I want to take pickleball, in my show is that college and that youth, that youth vibe that's coming because Jack, you're 19 and we know you're an old pro. I just talked to a 14 year old. I talked to another 14 year old over in Florida. They're competing at high levels. And I think we're going to start to see a little bit of a trend where if I'm nine and I pick up a, a racket sport, it might just be pickleball versus tennis. And we'll see that infusion to where you know, you old hats that have been playing for a while, look out, here come the youngsters, right? Yes, yes, for sure. And as much as much as uh, as much as we probably both joke about despising tennis players transitioning into the sport, I honestly think as the younger generation comes in, instead of them going that direction, or even if they have a small background in tennis, we're, we will welcome you with open arms, with open open arms into pickle for sure. Yeah, I believe we'll we'll start to see you know pickle academies for for youth to be in and come out of. You'll have an advent, and I hope it doesn't go the way of the AAU, that basketball and and even in baseball, some of those eclectic elite club where you're driving, driving, driving everywhere because there could be more accessibility for pickleball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. I truly think. Yeah, and you could really start to see that that youth and youth competitive on a national level start to have regional rivals between kids, which is fun. Yes, for sure. And that, that's actually one of the things that I wanted to start. Um, you know, if, if I get to the point of dumb money is a, a Roth and Nadal or IMG type academy in which, in which I, I, I have access to the best pros and the best facilities and basically teaching them to do pickle as a career, similar to tennis or something like that. Which is also then combining, helping them manage themselves as a professional, right? Is there, would there be kind of an agency arm of that as well? It kind of sounded like it. Possibly. I haven't thought that much into it, but I, I knew. I'm I just helping wanted. you use that business degree, right? It's not cheap to go to Texas. Yeah, no, you're spot on with that. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, but something where, you know, you help them, you help them, um, you help them obviously not get behind in school. So obviously you still, they still do some academics, but then you obviously train you train on and off the court. You teach them how to manage a brand, build content, and everything under the moon. That that would be incredible, and I wish you the best with that. I I mean, much success for that. Talk about how you do have to do that 
right? You play on, on both tours, you signed MLP, you're going to college. How do you do the balancing act? Give folks a little insight to what it takes to manage that time. That's what's most important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm certain we've all gone through de- dealing with having not enough, not enough time in the 24 hour day, which is, which is super annoying because then you're not able to get everything that you want done. But how I've managed it is obviously as the parents say, school comes first. So you, you have to, you have to deal with that, whether it's doing homework or listening to zoom recordings or go, going to class or stuff like that. But pickleball is a very close second. And at points you're still able to sacrifice school in order to in order to play pickle, but then still not take too many consequences from that sacrifice. So for example, like sometimes or I have classes on Thursday, but I have to play mixed doubles on Friday. So I can either, so I have to catch a, I have to catch a, catch a flight Thursday, or if I want to play singles on Thursday, then I have to fly out. And then in lieu of attending class, just attend the lectures or something like that. But when it comes to time management, it's, um, I'd certainly say batching content has helped a lot. So if I wanted to film something, um, just, you know, or edit something, just film or edit for two to three hours rather than 30 minute sessions each day. Um, stuff like that. If I'm, if I'm going to do homework, I'm going to grind it out for three to four hours rather than doing one hour a day. That's something that I've found, but it's, cer- it's certainly be d- been difficult to uh, manage both. Well, I think it's something that as you start to do it and you learn some techniques that are working, you mentioned, hey, batching blocks of time. I've always find, found that to be effective. I kind of work that way myself. It's it's only going to continue to be a focal point of your attention because you're only going to continue to go on the sport, I believe, and you're going to have even more demands. Right now, let's talk about your sponsors. You got some sweet sponsors there. How do you pronounce? I've always wanted to say Elise, or is it more <laughs> English if you say it? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's kind of a there, there's multiple ways to, to pronounce it, similar to like Nike and Nike, um, right? Because it's a British but, company, right? Yes, exactly. I think we have um, to say like LS. Yeah, so it's LS. LS pronounced LS. the letters yeah. LS. Um, LS. Yeah, but yeah, the, English. yeah, and the slang in Europe is Alesse, which LSA. is you know, yeah, the same thing. So e- either or works, but um. Yeah, there's super. I'm going cool. outside of London to watch the pickleball stuff, and I like that Jack Monroe. He wears the last <laughs> gear. Exactly. Yeah, I heard a lot of that when I was in London. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So you've been over. You've been across the pond to play or just to visit vacation. When, uh, what took you over there? Yeah. So the APP national team, which consists of, were you a part of that? Yes. Okay. I saw that they went to London. Oh, this is awesome. Go ahead. Yeah, so they actually were able to help us um, travel to London in order to compete in the English Cup, which was actually super cool because they had like an MLP format between countries the first day, which was super cool. So then we got to play Sweden, we got to play Germany, we got to play, we got to play Mexico, we got to play all these different nations, and then you know they all have different backgrounds, so you could tell that certain countries were better at padel or certain countries were you know obviously swinging like it was tennis or. India actually had a really good team too, which was, which was very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that was cool the first day. And then the second day, um, the format was obviously a little different than, you know, the typical PPA, APP. So it was, uh, it was basically like pool play and then, then you advance to the brackets. But, um, it was once again, super cool. You'd meet so many, so many cool people like, whoa, where are you from? And every person's from a different country. It was, 
it was such a fun. Was that, was that a little bit of a, of a, of a awestruck moment to realize how this sport is growing across the world? Yes. Yes, for sure. And it, yeah, there's like some, some good, some good talent that came out of, for example, like India or Germany or stuff like this. And it's like, how do you guys even know what this is? You know? Well, the, you mentioned Padel and I know that's a lot bigger in Europe than it is. And it's getting a little more of a foothold here. And, and I've talked to some folks in, in Ireland and pickleball is getting a little foothold there too. And you love and to we're going to see it. We're going to see it in the Olympics. I'm pretty sure we didn't get it in 2028. I would think the next go round, it, it would make it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're done. I'm, I'm with you on that. No, it's mine. <laughs> okay. I told mine to be quiet. I have to sequester him when I come in to do interviews or he'd just be all over the place. What kind of dog do you have? I got a seven year old black lab. His name's hero. Uh, he grew up. What's his name? Movie. His name's hero. Hero, is he just a big hoss? Yeah, yeah. They're full of energy, a bundle of joy. I've got a two-year-old Doberman. His name is Maverick, and he has all of the energy and then some. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. And now your other current sponsor right now, Pro XR on the paddle. Talk about how you like your paddle. So I've I've actually I um I was kind of a paddle geek. So for the past year I've tried probably like six or so different brands in terms of paddles. And, you know, I went, I went through a lot of paddles before finally settling on one that I truly liked. And so I obviously tried not to be a sellout during that time, you know, because, you know, companies are finally beginning to offer you some sort of money. And it's like, no, like I, I truly do care about what paddle that I want to use. And I actually landed on this one and lucky enough to get a good sponsorship. So I, I truly, I truly love the brand. The Saslows are awesome, which are the people behind it. And and I do like, I obviously like growing with the brand as well. Zane's on board, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Zane's a super nice guy. And yeah, so their, their paddles are, I, I would easily say one of the best in the market. And how's your paddle set up? What are, what's your, you know, are you a 16, what, 14, what do you got? So I got the standard, which is the shorter handle compared to the okay. typical Zane signature. And I, I do the 14, so it's a little harder of a, it's a little, it hits a bit harder, a little, a little less control compared to the 16, obviously. Um, and then I, I put a grip on it and then slap some lead tape on the throat all the way up, probably to like a third the way up the paddle. And okay. then typically it weighs around eight, seven. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. And so a little lead tape on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. And both I, sides. Yeah, ever since day one, I liked I liked the fast hands. So I was I like the headlight paddles. So I don't put lead tape on the top. And then you said you grip it. So is that an overgrip or what do you do there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just an overgrip. Whether it's from a Bodie pickleball, they they actually have some good grips as well, um, or a Wilson grip or something like that. But yeah, I, li- I like the I like the tackier kind of almost softer grips. Now your dad played some tennis. Did you have much of a tennis background? Nope. Other, really. other than, you know, a few kid clinics here and there, but I did not have much at all. And that's what I think is cool is, is that it's, wow. it wasn't so much a tennis shift over that it's been pure pickleball myself growing up. I hardly knew about pickleball. The damn sport's been around forever. And now I hear people talking about how they played it in PE when they were growing up. I used to only see it around <laughs> the golf and so I grew up playing tennis. And so for me, as I try out different paddles or I'm playing, if it's got kind of that tennis grip feel, 
That's the first thing that kind of draws me. I got to have a, I, it's got to feel right in my hand first before I worry about anything else. Cause I'm just not that good to worry about it. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. The feel feels the most important thing. And then now, so we covered that the biggest question, new balance, anything that works. Can you talk about it? Oh my gosh. I, I mean, put simply my feet are not shaped like a normal person. I just at, at a young age, at a young age, my we've got another thing in common again. If if when I meet you, I will whip off my right foot and show you the six toe that's growing. But keep going, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So actually, when I when I was young, I wore too tight of shoes. So it actually pulled my pinky toe too far in while keeping basically the the bottom of it out. So I mean, I, I need wide shoes. Uh, simply put. So that's why I went with New Balances because they have, they have, you know, they're called E's, which are just basically just widths. So they have two E or they have E, two E, and then four E. And then typically I go four E, which is the widest of the wide. And trust me, I wish I could fit into Nikes, but I'm stuck with these dad shoes. Um, they're great. Are you kidding me, man? You're, you're the guy. I mean, outside of being the Matthew McConaughey of pickleball, which I didn't know if you knew that, but you are. <laughs> And so, I mean, that's, I had to straighten out the fact that you're from California attending school in Texas, but you are Matthew McConaughey of Pickleball. We're going to let that build. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Did you come up with that? I just did. Wow. I've been working on it last night, right? Yeah. That's actually a pretty good comparison. Yeah. You can run with that. (laughs) I love it. I mean, you're up in my pod cred. I had to give you something back to take away from this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so oh. before we before we get on a run here and we're going to get into the fun section in 2024 what is in store what's on the docket for jack monroe that you can highlight right now will you be out here in january desert ridge will you play any ppa or all app i was thinking what, what i'm trying to sort out right now is whether or not i can play the masters because you know if you play the masters but then the mlp ppa merger doesn't go through and they make it pissed and then mlp make it pissed and you're playing the masters since it's a ppa um now talk so about to, that too because you're signed mlp mm-hmm. yeah so right now the merger is supposed to close hopefully before february i'd say um but yeah i mean there's there's obviously rumors going around either way whether they're actually going to merge or not but are you I a mean, part of the collective yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in the group chat. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I am. I, I won't talk too much about that, but um. When that's why I said, as much as you can say, you can say. If we can't say too much more, we'll just go ahead and move on. But you can still play PPA events. Play those. Yes, hopefully. Um, I, I, I am planning on playing PPAs. Um, All right. So next year. Awesome. That is, that is in my calendar. Well, there's two Arizona events, and if you get out to one of those, then for sure I'll see you out, out there at uh, either Mesa or Desert Ridge. I like the Mesa venue better, and that's another thing. We'll hit on that real quick. Pickle venues, I know there are more specific pickle venues that are going to be coming and where the tour will go because sometimes these converted tennis country clubs, they don't cut it, man. You can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're, you're right with that, um, but mesa where where's mesa taking place out at the legacy event at the legacy center mm, got it yeah those are pretty good courts those are nice courts and the championship courts cool mm-hmm. yeah you're right up under the awning in there and everything yeah mm-hmm. yeah that that one's that one's gonna be fun i liked every time i've gone to legacy i've liked it i mean granted granted whether they're gonna go bankrupt or not <laughs> um 
that little change, be- little change in ownership out there. I mean, not yeah. unsimilar to PPA and MLP. Sometimes the purse strings are pulled in different directions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, legacy has to go through a few changes of ownership in order to avoid, you know, going insolvent. Um, so I just hope, I just hope that they they're able to basically last it, so we're able to play Mesa over there. So far, so good. On track for February. Again, great place out there. Now, here we go. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Anything specific that you want to plug real quick before we hop into the fun round? Um, I'd probably say just follow my Instagram at the Jack Monroe. I'm also trying to do some long form stuff on YouTube as well. Under Jack Monroe Pickleball, you can follow me on TikTok at the Jack Monroe as well. Um, but yeah, the long form stuff is going to be cool. I'm starting a newsletter as well on my website. If you want to check that out, it's Jack Monroe Pickleball. Uh, the goal is just not to be a cliche. And my newsletter is, um, it's basically, it's called Jack's Journal. It's basically a, a public a public diary. It's basically my brain dump for everything and all things pickleball, whether it's um, drill, diet, um, play, mental notes, anything like that, anything that I want to write about. That's what I'm going to try to do. Well, all right, all right, all right. I like that already. <laughs> now you're a long shot, tech, longhorn. You got to call your shot. They're not a long <laughs> shot. They're in the college football playoff. Go ahead right now. Are they getting past Washington? It's not even going to be close. They're going to smoke them. Are they winning the whole thing, and who are they going to play? They're going to play Michigan in the finals. Um, oh, if they're playing Michigan, they're going to stomp them. That's what I'm hoping. Exactly. So I've got it going. I've got it going the other way. So I see. I've been. Yeah. I've been pulling for the Huskies all year. Not that I have a major dog in the fight. You like how I did that? So if you hook yeah. them, because I really like your running back that got hurt. He he was looking really good, and your quarterback. Come on. He's got hair. The hair. I mean, Ewers, the hair. How can you not like that? I think Bama is going to roll Michigan. The only thing I need from Michigan, and if you listen to my show, Harbaugh's on his way out. I need him to show up in an all-maze suit, like straight out of the 70s, with like the blue shirt on, butterfly collar flowing. Harbaugh, if you're listening, you got to do it. (laughs) That, yeah. I love Texas chances. I think you guys should be in there. I think Florida State should be in there. They could have let the SEC sit this year. But, hey, that's a whole nother show I could get going and just not stop. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have a pro football team you follow? Um, No, not really. Uh, I'd probably say the Cowboys if they were a team. Um, just uh, or if they were They're not a team. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just because there's no, there's no one in Austin. So Cowboys no. got to be it. But there's a lot of pickle. Yeah, you're damn right about that. What's your favorite place to play pickle in Austin? I'm trying to remember where I played. Is it the Boulders I would have played? Did I, is that right? Oh, it's called Bolden Acres. So, yeah. Bolden Acres. That's it. Mm-hmm. The Boulders here right around the corner from me for crying out loud. Yeah, Bolden Acres. That place was cool. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it, it, it gets packed during it the day. Packed. I don't know if you were there during the day, but it is. It's like people love it. The social, the socialness of the sport, just like, just like uh, the college atmosphere. They love it, and especially Austin being a pretty young demographic. There's so many um, young adults out there that are just having fun, you know, drinking, eating, and you know, trying to play pickleball. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's a similar vibe to a chicken and pickle or some of those type of pickle places that you can go to. It was a lot of fun. We had our company event there, and and you're right. And that's the other thing about Austin: a young tech vibe and certainly a great pickle vibe. 
So here's a big question. Have you had, did you finish a Texas-sized donut from Round Rock Donuts? No, and I didn't know that was a thing. So I'm going to check that out next time I'm out there. All right, Jack, you need to really indoctrinate yourself to the Austin folks now that we've <laughs> had this interview and go get one of those donuts the next time you're there. Okay, yeah, no, I'll take your word and I'll send you a picture. Oh, please do. Absolutely. You'll put, put it on top of your paddle because it'll fit. <laughs> <laughs> what goes in the hair? Everybody wants to know. Uh, just some leave-in conditioner, some Wee Dad. It's, uh, it's basically um, conditioner for people with curly hair. So I do. Uh, I just put that on after I shower, and then bang, you wake up with curls, which is cool because I like, I like a few corkscrews. Ready to go. Like, you got to have a few of those, man. You got a little rotini up there. I like it. it flows. <laughs> it comes nice from the hat, right? Yep. It's, it's, yeah. It's all part of it. It's all part of the look. It's part of the brand. What would be your yeah. dream vacation? Ooh, damn, that's a good one. Um, I've always wanted to go to Miami, uh, to be honest. But other, other than that, just somewhere warm, tropical with pickleball courts. So let's say, let's say Costa Rica. Costa Rica pickleball. I like it. I bet you could get that set up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to do a pickleball getaway one of these times. Perfect. And that's a big thing now, or pickle vacations. Yep, for sure. I, I want to be one of the teachers. And then, you know, it'll be cool to train people, you know, get to know, the, get, get to know like, another community of pickleballers that are out there with you and then have a great time, you know, ride a few elephants or something, do some, do some uh, excursions with them and, and stuff. You can ride some elephants in Costa Rica? No, no, I'm, I'm just saying in general. Oh, just, yeah, in general. Gotcha. Yeah. And how about Marvel DC? Which side of the fence are you on there? Oh, my God. Marvel's been lacking lately. But I'd probably say like 2018 Marvel was peak Marvel. So got to go that way. Right on. If you had to isolate one favorite, were you a comic book kid or, or that kind of superhero movie guy or no? No, I was a YouTube guy. So I watched... I watched your generation. Everything, yep, everything under the moon on YouTube, whether it was Minecraft, whether it was Sidemen or Mr. Beast when he was starting out or whatever it was, you'd watch it on YouTube and you'd catch me at the dinner table being that iPad kid, I hate to say. YouTube and YouTube and on the iPad? Yeah. Dad wouldn't rip that thing away? <laughs> no, they would. They would. You have to put it in a box at dinner time, right? I mean, come on, no phones, yeah. no accessories at the table. No, you're right. But YouTube, uh, YouTube college is the way to go. I mean, that's how, that's how I taught myself business and finance and basically all that stuff. Cause school didn't teach much about that. And yeah, even sports and stuff like that, whether, whether it was learning about video games or analyzing a basketball or analyzing like pro basketball, there's always something on YouTube for that stuff. So the goal is to watch YouTube and make it be beneficial. I'll have to watch your to your YouTube channel to make my YouTube channel better because it's very lacking. I, I'm a one-man show. I'm working on it. We're getting better. I'm just in the second year, but we're trending up, and you're helping me do so. Rap or rock? What's your jam? No, you're you're, you're spot on with that. We're we're both one-man armies in this game, baby. <laughs> you're a two-man <laughs> army, man. <laughs> yeah, but I would probably say I mean a two-arm army. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, um, probably rap. Even though I, I don't like mainstream rap other than Jack Harlow. Um, that was a good answer. Go, go some old school for me. If you're, if you're going to yeah. get some rap in there, hit me with some. Yeah, we got, we got uh, the old school Bump Heads by Eminem. I don't know if you know that song. I um, know Eminem. Eminem and I were okay, born yeah. only like days apart. 
Okay, that that's cool. That's a cool. He's fact. Marshall Mathers. I'm Mickle Moore. Who was the first Eminem in you know, inquiring <laughs> minds? Want to know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, some some old school stuff, and then. As of right now, it's more like chill house, chill, chill pop or happy pop. So like more, more, even more EDM, I'd say. Okay. You'd be right in line with my older son. He is a big EDM, all of the lights and the beats. And he went out to that three day Vegas thing. I don't know how, I don't know. I probably know how he did it. I just don't want to know how he did it. But anyway, Mm -hmm. (laughs) now this is another big question, Jack. And I got to ask this for the ladies, boxers or briefs? Oh, it's not even close. What do you think? I'm thinking it's a combo. I think you're a boxer brief guy. <laughs> no, um, shoot, give me Straight a second. Boxers. <laughs> commando? Yeah, boxers for sure. Okay, yeah. can't go commando on the pickleball court. No, no. I've, have you done it before? I, I recommend you try it out. Commando on the pickleball court? <laughs> I don't know if I can pull that one off. I'm too old for that. <laughs> um. Jack, yeah, this has I mean, been great. I've had a lot of fun. I hope you have had too. Yeah, yeah, likewise. It's been it's been awesome. Thanks for having me on. No, it's been my pleasure. I'm glad you can make some time for me here on a Monday. This is Jack Monroe. Tell me like, real quick though, I didn't I forgot to ask you and it's staring me in the face. Junior Mint, where'd that come from? Uh basically I I when I was like ten years old traveling around these tournaments, one of my one of my buds would always go to the store and buy me junior mints and I love it. So you'd always catch me at these tournaments eating junior mints and somebody just pointed at me and was like, Hey, junior mint, you're a junior mint and I was like, You damn right I am and it stuck. Love it. That is awesome. I mean, when I first think junior mint, I think of a Seinfeld episode, but I like yours better. Marshawn Lynch has the Skittles. Jack Jr. Mint, man, you got to ride that. I see a sponsorship coming. I know. Hopefully, that's that's in the future. Once I hit, once I hit like fifty k followers or something, then I'll then I'll get there. It might it might come sooner. Once they hear this, you know, this is an internationally recognized podcast show. We are. I mean, I'm big in Finland, Jack. No way. Are you serious? Yeah, I got like two listeners over there. What Finland is pickle? Wow. It came, it came from. I interviewed uh, Shauna Kerr from the. Austin Ignite, and she lives up in Connecticut. She teaches squash there, but she's an owner of the pickleball team. She's from across the pond, and you know it just trickles through. No way. That's awesome. Well, yeah, man, love to hear it. Yeah, so good stuff. Hey, what is on the rest of the docket? When are you getting out on the court today? What time will you go drill? How does the drill session start? And I'll let you go. Uh, drill session starts probably with some jump rope, uh, some stretching, because you know we don't want to be hurt. You don't want to be washed up by the time we're 22. So no, you, uh, you got to stretch a little bit. You better make it to when you're 51 like me for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah. So probably stretch for like 10 minutes, do some jump rope, open up the hips, and then 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 we'll drill. So we'll start at the kitchen um, and then do hands because you got to train hands. Probably like go 70, 80%. Um, try to be nice at first and then full-fledged hands battles and then some mid-court stuff because you can't forget about the transition zone even though so many people do that's a great point and then uh obviously drops and then if if we want to work on something once we finish all that then we will you know pinpoint something that we want to work on so a specific pattern or something like that post pickle snack what's your warm down snack what do you have oh my gosh i'm gonna be I'm I'm trying so hard to get these guys as a sponsor. Chipotle, bro. Chipotle is king. Chipotle. Did you hear that? 
We need a Chipotle sponsorship. You go with the bowl or you still go old school burrow? Full. Oh, oh my. I used to cheat it and go bowl with extra everything and then get two tortillas on the side. So then I'd, I'd make two burritos for the price of one. But now that's a good, that's a solid to, move. That's, yeah. that's a bold yeah. move, Jack. That's a good one. Yeah, it was fourteen bucks for two burritos, and that's the that's the most value you can ever ever imagine for the amount of calories and protein and everything that you're getting in. But now I just bowl it up. Now I just extra everything, bowl it up because I don't need that many carbs. So uh, yeah, I, I avoid that. So, but Chipotle is peak. And when you're hydrated. Oh, I don't. I'm a, I'm a Chipotle fan. We have backyard taco here. So if you get out here to Arizona for a tourney, especially if it's that Mesa one, we'll have to go get some backyard taco. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. It's, I'm a, in. Local, it's a local place here. It's really good. I'll let you go. Have a great day. Have a great week. Have a happy pickle miss and a great new year. And <laughs> like I really that. appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you very much. This was a blast. Jack, that was a blast. And when you get that dumb New Balance money, we will ride on elephants in Costa Rica eating Chipotle and Junior Mints. So much fun. Thanks again. Thanks to everyone for your support. I'll see all y'all right here next time for more 